This is a Ward Scott Files advisory. The Ward Scott Files podcast may contain material not suited for people who are easily offended. Trust us on this. This show contains adult information and opinions. Please protect small children, sensitive pets, fragile houseplants, and liberal relatives. Thank you. Warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Good morning, good morning, Professor Ward Scott here in the Manly Warthog Man Cave in the piney woods of North Central Florida, God's country. And it's um, very hot outside. We'll talk about that to uh, bottom the hour weather. Hope you're doing okay and staying cool. Uh, no rain in sight. We'll talk about it a little bit more. Also, we're in the Mellon Law Studio. Mellon Law is the only official law firm partner of the University of Florida Gators and a full-service legal firm. Protected 24-7, 365 by crime prevention. And Randy Elrad and John Pastore. And sponsored by all the great guests, uh, sponsors you see scrolling on the screen and supported by a significant little number of donors who help us out. So um, we try to keep the uh, wheels spinning here and uh, keep you informed, keep you kind of aware of what's happening and hope you uh, notice who takes care of us and take care of them and when you have to use them as business people. Well, 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 where shall I start? I've come to find uh, Friday to be fondly called Odds and Ends Friday. And the reason I talk about Odds and Ends Friday is uh, it's the end of the week, uh, you know, that sort of thing. And there are a lot of odds and ends that uh, kind of mount up that don't really fit anywhere, but they do if you kind of view them as significant of the chaotic kind of uh, world we live in that uh, doesn't things don't fit into the timeline and they don't fit into the narrative. One of the things that I want to start with, because yesterday I was out visiting doctors. I'm to the age where, you know, I visit doctors and doctors look after me and, um, it's just one of those things that happens to you as you get older. I suppose the only person who didn't ever have that happen much was my mother, who lived to be 107 and a half. I don't remember ever seeing a doctor much at all when I was growing up as a kid. Uh, and she never saw many either into her 100-year uh, age either. So um, they came to see her, though. They thought, wow, we've never seen anything like that before. <clears throat> but uh, Mr. Joe Biden... I mean, this is kind of odd, so I'll start off with it. You know, he's under constant scrutiny, if you will, for how he walks, how he talks. What else? How he kisses babies, et cetera, et cetera. And I ran across this article on AP, it was kind of funny. It's a very uncomfortable topic. Because the voters are choosing a president of the United States in just 16 months. And, you know, one of them, 80, the other one, high 70s. It looks as if those are the two leading the pack. But every time I hear her talk about Biden, he's too much younger than I am. And so I take a look at some of the analysis of Biden. And, of course, uh, 
there I am sitting on the sideline, if you will. Now, Biden will be 82 just a few weeks after the 2024 election. And if he were to finish that second term, this is all according to the analysis done uh, by the uh, folks that uh, printed this and the, uh, I suppose it's printed in other places, but uh, this was in the Institute for Policy Innovation, uh, printed it, and uh, some other people picked it up. But uh, now I'm sort of sharing it with you. He would be 86 if he were to finish the second term if you were to be elected to it. Now, here is what the Social Security knows about us. <laughs> I mean, these things, they're the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, this is in the article. The life expectancy table for a male born in 1942 is 71.1 years. And male males born today if they're born today, according to Social Security number crunchers, they will have an 82.3 year national expectancy. I mean, life expectancy. The longer a person lives, according to all this, is according to this analysis, uh, the longer he or she is expected to survive. But the longer a person lives, uh, uh, for example, a male born in 1942 who reached the age of 65, on average, can expect to live about another 12.8 years. For Biden, that would take him to age 84. Now, remember, he's too much younger than I am, um, which would be about the middle of his second term. Now, the Social Security number crunchers, they provide a life expectancy calculator uh, which says that a male born in 1942 who's still alive today can expect to live another 8.4 years. They're trying to figure this out because they want to know how much of your money they should give you back, which they've already stolen, you know. We Social Security money is our money. We had to work and pay into it to get it. But they act as if they're giving it to us. And what they've really done is they've, well, borrowed is what they think. They've stolen from it because they don't think they're going to have to pay it all back. So they're trying to figure this out, how much they can steal and get away with it. That's my analysis. Okay. Now, there are lots of things that this... Analysis does not take into effect. Um, lifestyle, current health, family history. Every time I tell the docs, hey, listen, Biden's too much younger. Therefore, his numbers are my numbers. They, oh, no, you got a mother who lived 107 and a half. I mean, it, 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 that blows the whole thing out of the water. So, and a lot of people are mentally alert physically active, so these numbers always don't crunch right. Um, Trump is 77. Look at the guy. I mean, I don't see much difference in him between now and then, really, when he was the president. Bernie Sanders, he has had a heart attack, is 81. 
Warren Buffett is 92. So the, all this is an attempt to figure out what to do with Biden. <laughs> According to some calculators, um, an 80-year-old male like Biden has a 31.35% chance of dying in the next five years. And of course, the reason they want to crunch this is he got Kamala Harris, up, oh my God, waiting in the wings. I mean, that that's the joker in the deck, right? Um, an 80-year-old male has a 64% chance of dying within the next 10 years. I'll make him 94. And I just see it came across the news a minute ago um, that one of our popular singers uh, just died. Uh, Got to go back and see who that was. Tony Bennett, I think, lived to be 96. So uh, here we are. I mean, then they're also throwing in the calculations here. Biden's low poll ratings and his dismal performance. Um, geez, I don't know, baby. That that that's that's some deep water right there. That's some deep water. The fact of the matter is, I think that uh, the press is going to massage this and you know try to hide the pictures of him stumbling, falling. I know is the biggest danger for older people. Mostly things go wrong when they fall. So anyway, um, we, uh, <laughs> Tim Martin says his Facebook timed out, but he's got me on rumble. I don't know, uh, anything about production knows about that at all. I'm still, I don't know whether I'm watching myself or not here. Looks like my face is frozen on the screen here. Production, what can you tell me about that? Uh, let's check that out. I'm not even communicating with production right now. Well, time out here, friends. Let's see what we got. Um, okay, Michael Lucas says okay for him. I'm not communicating with my production guys and my own image on my own. Let me see if I can uh, get back out of this and get into it. I'm kind of curious. Broadcast is fine, Plantation Mark says. I don't know, my friends. I'm just sitting here in the manly warthog man cave uh, wondering myself. Uh, what? Here we go. I got myself going. Here. Maybe it did time out. Looks as if it's working again. Thank you. Oh, production just communicated with me. Yeah, okay, we're okay. All right, good. Well, anyway, you heard the old stuff about Biden and the analysis of everybody's age and, uh, my God, you know, what do you do with all that? You just uh, do the best you can, I guess. Put one foot ahead of the other, right? Um, I'm just doing odds and ends. This is so odd to me. I ran across this. This was in the Gainesville Sunset. Of course, it's picked up from another paper, USA Today. <clears throat> Hunter Biden's lawyer, liar, has warned Donald Trump to stop attacking Joe Biden's son or face the prospect, prospect of more legal action. Let me tell you something. Joe Biden's son is a public figure. 
I'm a public figure. When you're a public figure, you have to take the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune. You're not given the same protections that, say, your child is, or your aunt, or your grandma, who's not a... This is what is irking people about the left's behavior when they go by a Supreme Court justice's private home and harass the whole family. You know, that's, we have a sense of fairness. That's not right. But um, anyway, I found that really odd that someone would try to protect Hunter Biden from being attacked in public, whatever that means, in public comments. Um, What they try to do, and this is in this article, they bring up Nancy Pelosi. See, and they say that any attack on Nancy Pelosi led to the spinoff attack on her husband. Now, that is a real, real stretch, is it not? A real, real stretch. The thing I'll never forget about Pelosi was her tearing up the State of the Union message as Trump delivered it to Congress. What a weird, weird, weird moment to have to suffer in United States history publicly. Um, wow. Now, Ken Hillier in Atlanta says the video is going in and out. Hmm. Thanks for telling me about it. I don't know anything about it. I just work here. Uh, we're doing the best we can in an uncertain world. Another thing that strikes me kind of odd is um, we'll talk locally now about the sheriff. We've been covering this hoopla about personnel matters being aired in public. I mean, that's the way they look to a lot of us. The sheriffs have the right or the um, authority to arrange their staff and all that business. And we read the, I read the court documents where the people complaining about being unfairly treated in their employment didn't want to try to resolve it internally, it looked like. They wanted it to go out into the public and resolve it. To smear the the sheriff is one of the interpretations, which sheriffs have always been lightning rods for being smeared. And it's even worse now because it's fashionable to run down law enforcement. And you got to throw in the race car every once in a while. Uh-huh. Well, what is so odd now is this butcher woman, I think that's her name, who began all this as near as many of us can tell by complaining about being disciplined for being whatever. Lack of respect, whatever. They didn't get her due rights under Statute 112. Went and got Booby Franks to run it up the flagpole and took it to Brian Kramer. Now, the, everything I'm about to say now is rumor. 
I'm going to put rumor in front of what I'm about to say. But it's coming from a lot of sources. Brian Kramer doesn't like the sheriff. I'm just going to give you what's coming to me. And later it may be so, it may be un- not so. Because the sheriff never went along with Brian Kramer's attempt to become the boss hog on investigating crime in the 8th District. And really stepped into the world that the sheriff is supposed to take care of. And we went over that story. Evidently that left some bad blood between the sheriff and Kramer on Kramer's part. Now we already know Kramer screwed up badly the Boss Hart deal, which has been covered up now by a settlement. Had the SWAT team and a whole bit. But the most interesting thing about it, the investigation was made possible by a party to the investigation supplying evidence to the investigation that they were a party of and paying for it and the state attorney signing off on it, criminalizing a civil event. Everybody pretty much thinks that what Kramer did was criminalize a civil situation. Had no business being criminalized in the first place. But it became criminal. Well, here we go again. The rumor is trying to criminalize the sheriff by seating a grand jury that will indict the sheriff, current sheriff. Grand juries will indict a ham sandwich. That's the saying about them. It doesn't take much. Look at the grand juries that are being manipulated by liberal. In this case, it's odd because, we well, we got a Democrat sheriff and we got a Republican state attorney. And Bobby Franks, the other part of the rumor is that she wants Kramer's job. And there's a deal been worked out between them that when he's done, she gets it. That's all coming to me from a bunch of different sources. I don't know anything about whether it's true or not. But it rings curiously. It really rings. It almost doesn't pass a smell test. Whatever that is. I think you know. The boss art Collier thing never passed the smell test. And yet it kept trudging along through the judicial system. The other thing that's really odd, you throw into the mix, is the football playing quarterback who had apparently on his computer things that at the end of the day weren't a big deal. Many people have asked me if I understood what the chief investigator was saying on Channel 20 about the situation. I said, no. I said, it sounded like he had marbles in his mouth. I couldn't understand it. I went back and listened to it. Go back and listen to it. I mean, we could dig it up and play it. Weird. 
Weird. You mean the kids thing transgressions weren't that bad yet? He's labeled and then broken down to, you know, I've had a lot of calls about that. I don't know the answer to it. That's all in the relationship of the state attorney's office. And what the hell is going on there? Now, eventually it will come out. We're going to find out what the woman captain from another police agency, what problem she had with the butcher woman who had had a problem with her own agency. In order to make the thing go away, tried to work it out. And I'll be dang if it doesn't explode again somewhere else. Something's weird. Something's weird. Something's odd. That's why I put it in the show today on odds and ends fright. Do you understand it? Are you paying attention? No. Now today, it's like Kaplan woke up from a Rip Van Winkle sleep and wrote that there's another candidate for Sheriff Chad Scott. Oh my God, that's old news. I mean, Chad Scott, a month ago, why is Kaplan just throwing that in there now? I've been asked that question. Now, the writer, evidently a female writer, who wrote about the complaint of a captain from one agency about this captain in another agency. I think I got my titles right. That was a very, that was a pretty well-written article. It didn't drag a chip on its shoulder through the article. Kaplan, he's better than that, but he's dragging issues through his articles about law enforcement and the sheriff that aren't really germane to the issues, really germane to the, to the central situation. But this is not new. Byerly used to complain bitterly that the press never gave the county commission a fair shake when talking about the sheriffs. It always sided with the sheriffs. I can tell you, you go back and read those articles. That's not so. That's just Byerly. Jim Murphy is asking, what was the reason for suspending the captain for a second time? Jim, it was a complaint from an officer, a female black officer from, I think it was GPD. I can look all that up about something that went on, Jim, between the black GPD captain, a formal complaint to ASO. So as I understand the way all this works, ASO was left with no alternative but to suspend her again 
for yet another complaint, but this one, the first complaint, Butcher initiated herself and went and got Booby Frank. Frank didn't have much to say about this. We're going to get this complaint. You know how it is. When something's under investigation, you can't get the complaint. We'll get it. We'll get it. We may even get it while it's under investigation. But I put it in the odds and ends Friday because something is weird about that state attorney office. When you take Collier's and Bossart and look at that whole bag of crap. And now this. And then the football kid. You know, what's going on here? And the rumor is that what Kramer is trying to do is create enough turmoil that DeSantis will replace the sheriff, which I would highly recommend he didn't do. I mean, you know, not, not given the, not given what we know. But, you know, we don't make the news, as you know. We just share it with you. And I've got to tell you right now, this is just rumor. But quite often where there's smoke, there's fire. And we knew all this before, ironically, before this issue happened between the black captain from another agency and this woman yet again. We knew this just came along. We already knew this backstory was going on. And then this comes along. And there might be a backstory to this, too. Meanwhile, we got Tony Jones. Nothing was ever done with him taking all those captains out there on homecoming weekend and allowing that rap session to go on with conducted by convicted felons. He got laterally moved, I guess, to a desk job doing what God only knows. You know, if the Gainesville City Commission we're going to get into that in a minute because what's really odd, raising the property taxes in this town like that. Well, what happens to all the affordable housing? What happens to everybody in East Gainesville? All the people they pay lip service to. You think they can afford that? Fire Tony Jones. Clean house. Get rid of some people hanging around down there. No, that ain't going to happen. What you think is going on well, you can't fire Tony Jones. He fulfills the formula of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Do you know? It's in a Wall Street Journal. Interesting. Let me just share this with you. What do you study in graduate school now? What do you study in college? What do you major in? Where do you go get a job? It's on everybody's mind to go to school. Alicia Finley says, businesses are now employing 
college graduates to help them businesses fulfill the formula for sustainability. Are you with me? The diversity, equity, and inclusion and the environmental jobs. This is now a profession. The diversity, equity, and inclusion and environmental, social, and governance, which is the SG industries, are now hiring what they call sustainability coordinators. that are going to allow the company to stay out of hot water, basically, politically. And here's here's examples. Wells Fargo is looking for a tech, diversity, community, and sustainability communications consultant. How many of those have we got at the Gainesville City Commission who can collaborate and consult with stakeholders to drive understanding of audience impacts to guide messaging to reduce risk? And Finley translates this and says this means We need a progressive kid who can run interference with the Biden administration banking regulators. Get this. I can't make this up. This is all odds and ends, right? The National Football League is seeking, quote, a diversity, equity, and inclusion senior program coordinator who, quote, will be a strategic, emphatic planner who works collaboratively to manage, are you ready for all this gobbledygook? Sensitive, high-priority league and or club-specific initiatives and projects. Applicants must be able to handle, quote, highly confidential information, end quote. Huh? This has become a boom in college graduate job seeking since Biden and all of his administrative regulations that he has put over these companies. Amazing. Take a break for the weather and be right back. 
Although the owner of Lewis Oil Company maintains she is 29, Lewis Oil turns 60 years old in June. Chevron would like to recognize the North Florida second-generation family-owned business, celebrating its growth and staying power. Lewis Oil Company maintains significant on-hand supplies, strategically located fuel depots, a delivery fleet, on-site service, fuel card locks, and convenience stores. Lewis Oil Company understands its responsibility in the local economy by providing service and delivery on demand and in crisis. As a first responder for 18 Florida counties and the southeast from Texas to Virginia, we are proud of this rare accomplishment. Lewis Oil delivers. This is Ward Scott, and I want to thank all our sponsors who keep the show going and pay the bills. The Ward Scott Files premium sponsors are Crime Prevention Security Systems, large enough to serve you, small enough to care. Melvin Law, the only official injury partner of the Florida Gators. Ward Scott Files Gold sponsors are Lewis Oil Company, Shoot GTR, On the Spot Dry Cleaners, RR Construction, and Style Cuts. If you are interested in promoting your business on the show, you can visit our website, www.wardscottfiles.com, and click on the Advertise Here banner on the right side of the page or call my friend Freddie at 352-284-3733. Again, thank you to all the great businesses that support the Wardscott Files. And remember, if you like the show, thank our sponsors and support the businesses that support us. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. May God have mercy on your soul. Or that very much surprises me that you've never been tased. You can't handle the truth! All bees poop. A warthog. He's going to come up the steps. Here he comes. Oh my goodness, and he's huge. Hello, boy. I wonder if we can pet him. Hi, boy. Can we touch him? No, don't. Help me! Help! Help! Welcome back to Ward Scott Files and Ward's Weather Report brought to you by Lewis Oil. Um, by golly, you know, there's an explanation for why it's so hot. On the front page of the Wall Street Journal today, there's a big circle looking down on the earth from above the North Pole. Supposedly, the jet stream has a stranglehold on the earth and is compressing all this hot air. My God, how much of it's coming from the politicians over in a big circle, the whole globe. Hence, it's hot in Moscow at the same time it's hot in Detroit. So it's a necklace-looking deal on the graph on the front page of the Wall Street Journal that wants to try to explain, and maybe they've got the explanation for this unusual event. It's not really climate change, my friends. It's a pattern of the jet stream, which is changing all the time. Well, 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 who'd have thunk it for crying out loud? Meanwhile, that explains the intense heat in southern Europe. Uh, the floods in Kentucky, it's the jet stream. Well, I'll offer it to you. It's hot today here. 
not as hot supposedly as yesterday, and it will be cooler tomorrow. But stay out of the weather and take care of yourself if you can. Um, but it's a jet stream. How about that? Who'd have thunk it? Well, well, well. We've been talking here on Odds and Ends Friday, and production was telling me at the break that um, um, he enjoys this Odds and Ends. I think I do, too. It's kind of we get to ramble around in the world, and, of course, you get to hear yours truly pontificate on the events. And I kind of I thought of myself this morning as the great Carsonini. I don't know if you ever remember Johnny Carson, but Johnny Carson would put on a turban, and he would have an envelope. He didn't know what was in the envelope, but he would hold the envelope up to his head and say, the great Carsonini. And then he would open the envelope, and whatever was written on the paper in there, he'd talk about. It was always entertaining as heck. It didn't matter what was in there. It was Johnny Carson talking about it, and that's all that mattered. I used to do the same thing when I listened to Rush Limbaugh. I didn't care what Rush Limbaugh talked about. I just wanted to hear him say, Chuck, you, Schumer, things like that, pencil neck, uh, this. And you know, I, I, just, I just wanted to hear him talk. Didn't matter what he talked about. On the other hand, there's some people I can't listen to talk at all. And usually it's the liberals. They don't make any sense at all. I have a note here that one of my great research assistants, who shall remain uh, undisclosed, uh, gave me. Let me just see if I can find it. You know, I'm in disarray there on odds and ends. You have to kind of bear with me because I've got so many things here piled up that I want to get to. Um, Let me see if I can find the note. And if I can't find the note, I'll have to do it from memory. I can still do it from memory even though I'm two months older than Joe Biden. The memory of the note. Where is that note? This was said by a liberal participant on the view, not on the view, on the on, on the five. I really like her. She's a nice, but she's nuts. She's a liberal. She said that one of the reasons People were not moving to Florida. Was because of restricted abortion rights. Huh? Let me see if I can find a remark exactly as it was said. And maybe it can be slipped to me if I can. Oh, here it is. Here it is. And the reply from a sensible person is from a woman who gave me this note. Do young women actually consider whether or not they can get an abortion in the state where they choose to go to college? Yeah, it was to go to college. This liberal on a television show actually said women are not coming to something like the University of Florida. Get this now. Because in that state, they can't get an abortion. You know, let me, let me, let me do a great Carson E. I'm going to do it. Thank you, Jody. Carmack, Karnak, that's right. Carson was a great Karnak. Thank you, Ray. The great Karnak. Okay, the great Warthog. This is what 
I think when I, the young women actually consider whether or not they can get an abortion in the state where they choose to go to college. Golly, when I came to University of Florida in 1961, the fall of 1961, the women, women, as Truman Capote used to call them, were not allowed to live off campus. Female college students could not live off campus. If they lived off campus, I guess this is the thinking. They might end up cohabitating. Ooh. With one of those males who can live off campus, although I didn't. I lived in the dorm, Fletcher. Woo! And that can result in either a shotgun wedding, as I remember it in those days, or a trip to another underground place to give the child away. So now this liberal woman on this show, The Five, is trying to tell us that your daughter might not want to go to the University of Florida because it's going to be hard for her to get an abortion there, which is predicated on the Premise, is it not, that she ain't going to live in the dorm. She's going to cohabitate. She's going to be doing a hully-gully. And somebody needs to cover her for her behavior. I don't know. That's all I can say about it. I, I, I just, you know, you tell me. You tell me. The great Karnak. As Jody Davis says, the great Wardak. Ah, good golly. I read Daniel Henninger. I think he's a pretty bright guy. Wall Street Journal has a called Wonderland. Been reading him for years. He's concerned, as a lot of people are, that the public no longer has any confidence in the FBI. I got to thinking about that, Karnak. I think we have confidence in the FBI as long as it's chasing down the serial murder were in Long Island. I think, I think, you can tell me, What you think? And we usually have an open line Friday. I guess we could open it up. We're almost at the end. We've got to do that production. We can probably still do it. Um, I mean, when I hear the FBI worked on a cold case and found this guy who was a serial murderer on Long Island, I have confidence in that. 
Where I don't have confidence is the moment I see it applied to politics. The moment I see it applied to politics. And but politics is more and more involved in urban crime, random killings, tense city homelessness, raids on former presidents' homes. This is Henninger listening to stuff. Christopher Ray sitting before Congress, stonewalling questions while violent crime goes on. In the past three years, this is back to our discussion about law enforcement at the beginning of the show. Andrew writes that 1,000 cops have resigned or retired early from the Los Angeles police force. The New York Post says that 1,400 New York Police Department cops are going to resign this year before retirement age. And a study by the Police Executive Research Forum found that 50% more resignations nationally last year than in 2019. And much of this is due to, let's be honest about this, much of this is due to what Henninger, the word Henninger uses, the word the Wall Street Journal uses, George Floyd's killing. Not a murder. Killing. Killing. Quite different. But because it was called a murder, Hinniger writes, there has been a massive collapse of trust between public local authorities uh, among for more than two and their police forces. All the way out to the defund the police movement. Now, meanwhile, on the midnight auto yard, see if I can find this. I need somebody to hand all these things to me. Black Lives Matter. You know, Black Lives Matter came about because of the Florida gated community thing with Trayvon Martin. 2013. So there's been a decade of Black Lives Matter activists and organizations, which has led to these efforts to defund the cops, highlight so-called police brutality, unequal treatment in criminal justice systems of mass incarceration,
the acquittal of George Zimmerman, the election of Barack Obama, who becomes a black, even though he's got a white mother he never mentions. Isn't that odd? They talk about Biden never mentioning the illegitimate granddaughter of Hunter's. I always wondered, I knew the answer, why Biden or why Obama never ever mentioned his white mother. Never. He even said, if I had a son, he'd look like Trayvon. He started all this stuff here. He was supposed to be a healer. And right now, you know, here Ted Yoho and I talk about this. The country's looking for a healer. Too late. Obama is still running Biden. Obama is still running the media. Obama is still running race issues. Obama is a Chicago street organizer who wants to fundamentally change America. He's a grassroots activist. He hasn't gone away. He hasn't gone away. At all. In fact, he's probably more influential in the background than he was before. And what's resulted is a breakdown in the institutions. Obama has been incredibly, is my opinion, you don't have to go along with it. Well, Al Sharpton probably is the biggest race hustler. But Obama's even better. Al Sharpton's too ugly about it. Obama's real clever about it. He's very smart about how to look at how he weaponized the IRS. The IRS went after the Tea Party. But the IRS will not go after Hunter Biden. This is all Obama. This is all Obama. He can't go anywhere. Cannot be serious. One of the things that I'm going to have a program on next week that I think I want to I want to signal to you is a real danger to your quality of life, particularly if you're entering the age when you need medical care. When I read this about England's doctors, I said, my God, That's what we're going to have here. Doctors who are employees of corporations that own 
hospitals that get paid by the government. Obamacare is behind this also. We're going to talk about it next week in a show. In England, this is an AP article. Came out yesterday, I believe. Thousands of senior doctors in England began a 48-hour walkout to demand better pay and conditions. The only thing you can get covered in England right now is emergency care. The doctors are complaining, among other things, that the liars make more money than they do. And the liars, you know how they, they don't create anything. It's kind of like they run a toll road. The liars run the toll booth. You got to pay them to get down the road. They didn't make the road. They don't have anything at stake in the maintenance of the road. But the doctors actually do something. Thousands of operations and appointments have been canceled in England. There can't be anything done right now at the hospitals because the senior doctors supervise the younger ones. The only thing the senior doctors will answer a call for is an urgent critical cancer care call. Amazing. We're doing that here. Trust me. That is happening here. When this last lineup of doctors who are in their age from, I would say, 65 to 75, 78, when they're gone, when they're gone, You got an entirely different system. The senior doctor, according to these numbers that AP has here, in 2003 earned around $113,000 a year. A year. It hasn't gone up. But meanwhile, the work has. Inflation's at almost 8% in UK. Unbelievable. Believe me. You don't want that. And I think that's what we're going to get. I think, my friends, that's what we're going to get. I can tell you that. I hate to tell you that. Meanwhile, people like Gretchen Whitmer, what a name, Gretchen Whitmer, 
signed a bipartisan package of bills into law in Michigan Tuesday, expanding voter rights. Huh? Voter rights? This is what that means. Each municipality in Michigan is now required to have at least one secure drop box for absentee ballots or at least one drop box for every 15,000 registered voters in municipalities with more than that many registered voters. They are expanding the use of the absentee ballot. And they're expanding the time during which it can be used. You figure what that means. You figure what that means. Well, that's odds and ends Friday. I kind of uh, found it interesting to be the great. What was it again? I have to look at it. Karnak. Yeah. And just pick up an envelope and talk about it. Hopefully um, a little bit of that helps get through the day to day. And hopefully you will be. cool today as best you can since the jet stream has a chokehold on the earth. Which is really climate change. Isn't everything climate change? Have a great weekend. Warthog Command Center out.